What's up guys? You're listening to episode 15 of From Anxious to Able and I got Corey, my mister, here with me because I posted on Moon Babe Essentials if they had any questions about just our partnership and like how we work together and things like that and we ended up getting quite a few questions so we're kind of excited. It took me some convincing to get him here with me but I'm excited. needs a boob. Okay, can I just get like five more minutes? Hey, babe. Okay, okay, I'm coming. And you're listening to From Anxious to Able. It took a lot of convincing to make you have babies with me. In your mind, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's just dive into the questions because I feel like you'll get to know us as a couple with these, some of these questions. Okay, which one should we start with? Start at the top. Okay. Um, what is something in your relationship you guys have struggled with that you were able to overcome and ended up making your bond stronger? Oh, I know this one. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like timing, 100%. Like, That's true. Always, throughout our entire relationship, timing in a sense of whether it was we were not being, not being in the same place or whether we were with different people, um, pretty much every facet of timing, I feel like we were really bad with. Um, <laughs> or we were but, on like different pages. Or, but yeah. I, uh, the second part of the question, which is, uh, what is how that? were you able to overcome, and how did it make our bis- or our bond stronger? As far as overcoming, I just feel like that kind of worked its way out naturally, and I think that that's what made us stronger is the fact that we allowed each other to explore whatever path we were currently on um while still like being there in whatever form the other person needed um because i feel like sometimes especially like we both knew that like we liked one another (laughs) at points whenever we had decided to go date someone else yeah and well, so, I, I think that leads into what I think our biggest struggle with, which was funny because communication, I feel like, was our greatest gift between each other and also our worst. That goes hand in hand. It was like the timing that we chose to communicate. It was always, I was telling you I was in love with you when you like just were about to start dating someone or something. I, I or feel like about to move. Or like, on purpose. I remember, because I remember sophomore year in high school, he finally told me he liked me. Like I had been in love with him since like eighth grade. We were friends for so long. We met each other in band class, but um, I had been in love with you. And then you told me you liked me. And literally like the next day, my mom told me we were moving to Dallas. And I was like, mom, you've ruined my life. You don't understand, you know? That's kind of how it works. I feel like you always like to put the blame on me in a sense of like, I I was always giving off those vibes and signals. And then it's like, well, actually I'm piecing out a couple hundred miles away or a couple thousand miles away. Sometimes (laughs) I was moving across the, the world. But yeah, no, I feel like communication and timing, I think that definitely like over time we got better about Even if we weren't, I don't know, like I feel like we got better about actually speaking our feelings. It was very under the rug. Like I know a lot of people who follow Cosmic Contract, like the music that we make together, they know a little bit about how we kind of got to know each other. But we got to know each other through writing rap battles back and forth. Like 
I would say I was doing poetry probably. We were texting back and forth these like kind of raunchy, funny rap battles. That's kind of what led us into making music and having a little bit more mind expansive conversations and stuff. But like we always hid our feelings behind those kinds of conversations. Like maybe I would throw in how I was feeling about you in rap battles or like in songs we were writing or something. It was something, always between the lines. It was very like, between was the never, lines. Yeah, I wanted him. Yeah. Like, and then I known. think it really got to a point we had to really like let those like walls drop and have that conversation of like what do we really want in our life like how do we want it to look do we want each other in it in that way because it was like we were always just kind of trying to figure it out and then it was like well I told you and I was like well not really you like had one line in this song I don't know what I'm supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> no that was what it was I mean I think that's a struggle that we're always working on and we're like I don't think we've mastered it but I definitely think our bond has all like has definitely grown stronger in our ability to sit down and have those hard conversations or have those little bit more vulnerable conversations yeah I mean I just feel like our understanding of the way that not necessarily that we are overcoming these issues or that we are like perfect in any way with like we had them we got over them and then yeah. that's that it's just that we understand each other enough or still learning to understand each other enough to where it's uh like yeah. it's less and less of an issue yeah. because we know how each other responds to our own mannerisms whenever we get in like uh, stressful situations or whenever we're upset or whatever it may be at the other well and I think like in in that and like saying how we respond I think that I was very impulsive like, okay, I'm ready to tell you I'm in love with you and I want to have babies now and I want to, like, do this now and all of that. You were someone who was like, I need time to put into words or to wrap around my hat. Like, it was almost like I needed to be like, okay, at this time on this day, we're going to talk about if we're going to be together or not. I would come to you, I feel like, just really, like, off the cuff, kind of like, where the fuck that come from, you know? Like, I would just have a feeling like I was supposed to tell him today that I was in love with him or something, yeah, and he'd but be I mean, like, wait, was, what? That's never, that's never a shock to me, because that's how you are in every facet of your personality. I know, but then like, I always got frustrated because you wouldn't respond in the way that I felt you should respond if you really <laughs> loved me. Like, I felt like, if you really loved me, you would drop your whole life right now and fly to Australia, and, yeah. you know, like, bring me back home, or, like, you would drop everything, you know, like, that was how I lived and she's like that's that, so not how he is she's on that Disney channel type of love <laughs> I like those big big moves I was always waiting for those big moves and he's not a big big move kind of person you're more of like lots of little things lots of little details which I like I think that's something that I've worked on as a person learning to really recognize those little things that you do <laughs> like I don't know just little things like washing the dog's mouth or like hanging a photo or just like little things that he knows I wanted done but like I didn't really ask him to do or waking me up with coffee just those little things that I feel like those are your ways of telling me you love me but I think I just got so caught up on wanting those just like outrageous ma stuff you're you're someone who likes major shifts yeah like major changes you know yeah that's true but I definitely feel like I've gotten better about that and oh, I feel like you've sure. also gotten better about doing those bigger things too or like doing more little things I don't know like leaving me letters or just things like that I feel like you're really good about that keeping me you know on the romantic side <laughs> it's important to me <laughs> I like the romance I'm definitely a romantic um okay so let's see uh how has stepping into your power shifted things in your relationship for the better oh that's definitely a you question I want to hear this. How has stepping into your power? Mm. 
Well, I would say, I mean, we just had this conversation last night, I feel like. Um, I, I would say that we have challenged each other in really big ways to kind of go outside of our comfort zone and to like do the hard things and to say the hard things. I feel like this goes back to the question, but yeah, like I think I've always kind of been that person for you that's always like, but you could be doing more or you could be showing up mm-hmm. more or like, well, what if you thought about it? And then you were more someone that took my vision and then like added in details of, oh, well, you, you're thinking about it like this, but you could be thinking about it like this or like, what about that? We just, we have very two different ways of thinking and I feel like we really feed off each other really well in that way mm-hmm. of like adding different pieces. Even with our song, like we were talking about this last night too. I come with the vision of a song and you fill in the gaps, basically. Yeah, I mean, you've always been, I've always told you this, you're by far the most interesting human uh, I've <laughs> ever met. You still think that? 1,000%. So I, I feel like for me, it was kind of natural, more natural for me to kind of ask you questions about the details because a lot of the ideas that you were coming to me with, they were, they were so foreign to me. Like I was, I'm like such a... a I was such a basic dude. But you were so uh, open to of... everything. You were open to all of it. Like, you would go down any... Like you still do. Like, any path. Any crazy vision. Any crazy dream. Like you don't really ever, like, tell me it's not possible. You always just kind of ask me more questions and ask me more questions. And, like, kind of let me decide if it's possible or not after the... You know? Like, after mm-hmm. kind of, like, going through the details of it. Yeah. I appreciate that about you. Gotcha. <laughs> It's like he's always the first person I come to when I have some kind of big thing. And then he just kind of asks questions that allow me to think a little bit deeper into it. Because I can be a little obvious. I just said that. Like I'm pretty impulsive. So if I don't talk through a vision first, I could end up kind of fucking myself. I feel like you now, especially, you found a really solid balance between the large scale vision and the micro within that. Like what needs to happen in order to bring the macro into reality that was definitely I feel like that's definitely a piece of you that I have picked up on because I feel like before I would get the big idea and then I would kind of be like halted by not knowing is that the right word by not knowing like what's next halted (laughs) I needed someone to like bounce off of um okay let's see what is one thing you see in the other that is so freaking badass, you want to shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> you want me to go first or you want to go first? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Feed my I, ego. Want, I know, I kind of <laughs> want to like think about this for a minute. I feel like, I, I feel like there's like... Okay, I'll go I first. Okay. And I feel like I, I think that you are fucking amazing at holding on to the core of your truth you're a person that goes through a lot of change and through all of those changes, like I've known you for 13 years and I feel like I've known so gotten to know so many different versions of you, but at the core of it, like I know we've talked about this before, but at the core of it, you're have such a rock solid foundation of your beliefs, what you hold, like what ideals you hold to be most important to you. And (laughs) no, no, but for real, I just think that you're really like really good at maintaining your truth and also like being able to communicate that truth to other people. Literally one thing that I really love about you is that you have 
always reminded me of that. That was always one thing I could count on about you was that like, no matter how misunderstood I felt in the world, you, even if like, even though it, that's the crazy thing about it for me is like, you say you don't have, you know, a very big story or whatever. Like you don't have a lot of major experiences like this happened and then this happened. Like you have like, you grew up in the same house and like, you know, whatever. You went mm -hmm. to the same school for however long or whatever. But it's like for me, it's, I'm in, like, I feel like either you lived a lot of past lives or something. But like you just have this ability to like pick up on experiences really fast. So like if someone is talking about an experience or talking about a story, you have the ability to just be there as if you had experienced it. You live as if you've had a lot of crazy experience, like, you know, like a lot of crazy yeah. experiences and things like that. And I feel like I could always count on you to be that person that I could come to with anything and you were always gonna see my greatest intention behind it. Like, I think that was why like I wanted so like I we went back and forth between like, are we just gonna be friends or oh, because I feel like in every relationship I've had before this it's always been like either we're together or you have this or not or like you know what I mean like for me I felt like with you it was like you just always no matter what we were doing no matter how fucked up we, we like whatever it was like whatever we were doing in our life you know no matter where we were going where I was going down my path you always respected it honored it you always saw the best possible intention that I had you always saw the good in it even if it was like did some fucked up thing where like we broke up and then I'm like dating someone else in a matter of a month or something. That's shitty. But like you <laughs> somehow still just like understood my thought. Like you understood like she's probably, like I feel like you can literally read my mind and just, I'm not even kidding. I feel like, and no one can do that. Like I've never met anyone <laughs> that can do that. I feel like you literally know me so well that like you can fully understand why I did something and remove yourself emotionally from it. Like you have the ability to emotionally, and I think that's like, goes back to like our struggle and our, but like that's something you just have the ability to do. You have the ability to look at something without being emotionally attached to it. And like really look at like, okay, this is what it is. And this is who I know them to be. And this is probably why they did this thing. And like, I don't know, like you just have this, like you don't get emotionally yeah, I feel like that kind of kind of stems from the first question in which like what did we struggle with with like the timing thing because it was always a matter of um, being okay with whatever path you were on or you being okay with whatever path that I was on and still being able to show up fully for the other person and so in whatever way that that was like respectful. Yeah, we were really respectful of our relationships. That was something that I also really loved about you. Yeah, I don't think we ever set up boundaries for ourselves. I feel like we Just set boundaries. Though. Well, we set boundaries for each other in a sense of I know what situation you're in right now, and I know what's appropriate and what level of friendship like do you do you need because we we always had a, a really deep connection friendship wise. And yeah, we were just talking about this in a sense of I feel like it's so easy to um, you know really hear you for what you're saying uh because I, I that's how it started like I've known I feel, I just feel like I've known you for so long I mean that, I feel like like I don't want to get like people thinking the wrong idea of like we don't ever argue we always you know like 
it's definitely, that's been something that's shifted a little bit since we've been together and had a kid together and we we're trying to figure out how to live life together. Oh, yeah. Like we have those moments. We definitely like don't, we misunderstand. We get emotionally attached to things, but like. If you're living in the, in the same like quarters as someone that's not yourself then yeah. there's gonna be well, like that comes some back issues to, like, that communication rise. with our like we we guys we are really good at communicating with each other like when we do actually take the initiative to sit down and have a conversation like we both can get to that space but we cannot have a conversation with each other if either one of us is emotionally like emotionally attached to the conversation it's, yeah, we will literally this about. like this hasn't been in a long time but we used to go days without speaking Feel like that's probably the biggest struggle we've gone through as yeah. a partnership together like we would you know get like because we just i don't know I feel like, like we both just struggle with confrontation so not confrontation but like i think i think for me like because i haven't i haven't struggled with that in my past relationships i had a problem i'd just be like I oh yeah me too that. that's like, why it was always <laughs> been weird so it's like a, a different situation whenever it's with you because it's like foreign territory because normally you have like a base way that you would go about reacting to something yeah you're like i'm feeling emotionally involved into this like i don't know how to go about e this now like either that or you're just more at ease with just cutting it off all all together just being like okay like this is not in alignment with like how i feel right now so like i'll let you take a minute for yourself to like figure it out and then you can yeah. come back to me whereas like i i really care like what <laughs> you you what you think <laughs> no but i really no but that's the thing like when i am emotionally cuz this is the whole reason like we've dated before prior to this for like mm -hmm. a year and then um just to give some context and like i this was a huge problem for me like i got very emotionally attached to everything you did, everything you said, every like, yeah. which everything was not was read into, like, yeah, everything. Way too like, deeply. you made a facial expression, yeah. and my like insides fell out. Like I, <laughs> like everything you did, just it either hurt me. It was like I was like a string, and like you just had the ability, and you didn't know, you know, like you weren't consciously doing that. Like I don't think you were consciously, you know, being manipulative or anything. Like you weren't manipulative. I don't look back and feel that at all. I feel like. I had just depended on you so much for my happiness. And so, like, I feel like my crazy attachment to emotions and, like, your non-attachment, you're, like, which are normally, that's how we operate. In friendship, that's just, like, how mm -hmm. we did things. Like, I would be very emotional, but because we didn't have, like, a relationship, we were able to separate ourselves a little bit. Like, we had that boundary of, like, we don't go there with each other because we're both seeing other people and, like, that. And I think so whenever we were dating, we allowed ourselves to break that one, that wall and like at that point I just was so dependent on you for my happiness I didn't know like I, I feel like I I don't know I feel like this time around I'm I like see my emotional response to things and the reason I get quiet is because I recognize that I can't really see like I know I'm just like like it's like it's the feeling is so overwhelming that I know that I'm unable to see what is actually going on right now. So for me, it's like just shut up. You know, if you're angry or whatever, like be angry, be sad, like just walk through it and like let my it's like I have to like let myself come back around to be able to look at it from an observer point of view instead of being so emotionally involved into what's going on. I think our thing that we've been working on and getting better at is doing that sooner. You know, like, like we're just like beginning the process yeah initially instead of just letting it fester until that voice in the back of your head like becomes the voice at the front of your head and then you have to draw back like your true yeah, feelings it's, towards it's something. almost like if you don't do it right away then it's gonna be like for me 
I think you do it too. You just don't realize. Like I, think I don't think I do it as okay. like <laughs> to the extent that you do. Because I mean, you've always you've always been like that in the sense of every night you do a recollection of like every memory you had and almost yeah. like judge each memory throughout the day and like try to determine if you handled it correctly or handled it incorrectly. I feel like right. <laughs> whether it be a bad or good thing, I don't really do that. Like I, I don't really like do this memory recall at the end of the day. But like, how do you respond? Like whenever I do go silent, you go silent too. It's not like you come to me all the time asking me like, is everything okay? Like, can we talk about it? Like you also get emotionally responsive to my silence and you get a little bit more like, which is funny because I feel like for me, like what I would want, I mean, I don't know what I say I would want is like for you to come and like sit down and be like, is everything okay? Yeah, what you say you want. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I I feel like we've been getting a lot better about this though. But I think yeah. for me, there's a there's like there's this threshold of like if you don't address it right away, then that's what happens. Yeah, it's like that voice mm-hmm. kicks in. Then I need like days. Starts. I literally need yeah. days to come back around. But then it happens where like that break happens. And we both feel it. Dude, it's always a look that one of us gives each other and then the like, other just starts really doing this well, right not, now? I, the other one just like starts laughing or like yeah. something stupid and like it's I'm like we just like literally you can feel it we both and I've like like I know like you can feel it between us it's like that thing is broken we've been able to emotionally release and then the most important thing is that we always talk about it mm-hmm. like I think that is so important I think that's something we kind of lacked before when we were more kid like when we were kids we just didn't really know or maybe we talked about it, but we never really addressed it. I feel like we're really good about like coming back around, acknowledging how we could handle it better, you know. And we're not perfect at handling things. That's like that's just a part of life. But like mm-hmm. we are really good about coming back and like having fully, like having the full conversation about it. I yeah. think and like really like being able to like say it without, you know, like being able to really hear each other. That's exactly what happens. I get really really emotional, and then you get unattached. Well, yeah, I feel like for me, it's whenever you get in that heightened emotional state, I, no matter what I say, it's, there's going to be a spin on it in your mind. Like, there's going to, like, I know whenever that voice uh, in the back of your head kind of takes over, and it's like whenever I try to say anything like it's never received well by that voice like it doesn't matter what's been on it so for me a lot of it is (laughs) not necessarily I don't want to talk to you it's that I I don't know what is the right thing to say and so in my mind I my kind of base instinct is to just okay well cut out the issue altogether don't say anything yeah and I know that you don't like that though yeah I know but I know exactly what it is and you've done it and you I feel like you are a lot better about this now but like and I always say this to like even people in moon babe essentials where they're like I don't know how to address this person because I'm afraid I'm gonna sound salesy or whatever I'm like that's exactly how you address them like if whenever you do do that and you sit down and you're like I want to talk about this with you but I feel like everything I'm saying is gonna be misinterpreted and I just I want to have the conversation like just let me know when you're ready or something like that that's like I can feel that you are like you care about how I'm feeling but you like I just feel like we have like we have to meet each other in the middle we're getting better about it I feel like that's definitely our biggest thing it's like our communication is either really good or it's really shit but on the majority of the time it's really really good yeah (laughs) i'm like i can i i can't 
count very many times in which we've like, let it gone. Like we've let it get to a point in which it's like an issue. No, yeah, like I feel like even if it becomes an issue in the moment, we address it. We don't let it yeah. go too far. But I say that my biggest flaw in a relationship is my ability to go silent. And we go silent for a long time. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't love you. <laughs> um, okay. As a unit, what is your contribution to the world? How does that differ from what your contribution is as individuals? I would say our contribution to the world is the ability to, as a unit, like we are really good together when we go out in public. We are really good at feeling each other like, you know, like, I'll be really more communicative, like, to yeah. that person, or you'll be more, like, we have... like, a, we're a social tag team. Yeah, like, we know, sense. like, you have more to offer that person. In every interaction we have, one of us has something to offer the situation, and we're really good at feeding off of each other and knowing... And also backing each other up in, like, whatever situation we're in, in a sense of, like, we, we can feed off each other and know whenever, like... Like, if someone is not feeling that comfortable or yeah. just not feeling as, um, like, outgoing in a specific situation. Yeah. We're really good at picking up on that and picking up the slack for whatever is... Yeah. So, like I would say, like, I feel like our contribution is opening up doors for people. We're really good about, like, just planting little seeds. I feel like we, we have really cool conversations with people when we're together. Like we, yeah, whether I feel like I'm kind of the person that unlocks the door to that. And then you're really good. Like I, I find this, this is another thing I want to scream from the dream. <laughs> like, like I will sometimes if I don't feel emotionally attached to someone, like if I'm not emotionally pulled into someone's story, I tend to not be able to listen like very deeply. I have mm-hmm. a, like I have to consciously listen if it's not something I feel emotionally drawn to. Yeah. And I feel like you're really good at being able to always have something to say. That's not just like something to say. That's a value and actually is reflecting back to them what they said or like you're really listening to them, whether it be like something silly or something. I feel like that's why you're really good with kids too because you really hear what they're saying. Yeah, that and I'm also a child. So it, <laughs> I know, right? Helps. We are both children. Um, okay, what is your fa- where is your favorite place to go on a date together? And one place you dream of going on vacation together? Favorite place to go on a date? The bedroom. No. <laughs> I was actually going to say outside and not yeah. under the stars. I feel like we always come back to that type of situation in which we're having some kind of mutually mind-blowing conversation outside at, at night and it always stems from looking out at like the night sky that's true even if we do go on dates it's more of like oh we should go on a date that's what people do and it usually ends up just leading into really good conversation and us sitting outside like which is like we probably should just start there yeah i I know (laughs) i'm trying to think of a date or like a place and whenever i'm out at a place with you like i don't ever really remember the place i remember like the context of what what i was talking to you about yeah, I feel like that is the most important thing to me in our relationship. The most important thing is that we have that time to connect and have those conversations because they literally like allow me to dive deeper into who I am and like get my like get me thinking about things that I wouldn't normally be thinking about because just the chaos of motherhood and work and all that. Yeah, and, and like again, I 
like just so people don't get the wrong idea. I think that I, I think that that's something that does come pretty naturally in a sense to us, but also we acknowledge when it's gone too long without oh, yeah. we, having and like, that happens because we're fucking new set parents. time aside yeah. for each other. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so it is something you have to you have to put intention behind. Like you have to make sure that you make the time for your significant other to really reconnect on the things that unite you the most. Yeah, and just having compassion. I feel like that's definitely. And we just had this conversation last night that we need to do more of this because it's just like I have crazy business goals. There's so many things we're doing at the same time that like we're raising a child. That's you know definitely something that we could get better at but I feel like we are pretty good about coming back to it too yeah and I mean I I completely recognize that you know it's not long term like it's it's temporary in terms of like the paths that we're on I I love being able to hang out with Atlas for like the first half of the day so that you're able to put the time into your business that you need because I know like 100% wholeheartedly that if you have the time if you have the time to put forth the mental energy to focus on growing your business building your community like connecting people within that community you're gonna do it in such a unique and creative way that is only going to lead to something amazing i think that like the biggest thing is just like being conscious of not going too deep into that and forgetting like because if it's only a time period, it's only a time period. But I think it's important to like remind ourselves and like have those nights of conversation. Maybe they're not as often. Like we did that literally last night. We were supposed to record the podcast last night and we ended up just sitting outside doing that. That's like what we do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we hadn't done that in a really long time. And it's like more than just the to-do list. I feel like, you know, we're constantly throwing things at each other of like, oh, what do you have to do today? Or like, oh, I have to do this. Or, oh, I'd like to do this today. Or, you know, we're always throwing those back and forth. Having those conversations of like, you know, sometimes it's just about like beliefs or like just like random thoughts that we had or like whatever. Um, but also like moving through, like, this is what I'm struggling with right now. This is like, you know, those types of things of like, just like vibing each other out of like where we are energetically, emotionally, spiritually, like, you know, just kind of getting to know each other again, because if not, then if you go too long, I could see like, you know, in a relationship, I can see how people get so lost in something that it goes too long that they then have to like work really hard to get it back. Well, it's like, if you do anything that takes practice if you take time off from that then you're gonna have to put the time in to relearn yeah exactly and so if you if you don't do that then it's and the you longer are it's gonna take to me. <laughs> the whole goal is to get to a point where like that we have more of that um okay what does your okay there the one moment look like I, I, I can go first if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> well, I would say for me, it I had that moment multiple times and like yeah, doubted that's... myself multiple times. Um, but like I always knew it. It's just that I always was trying to convince myself not. But I actually literally can close my eyes. I just, I think I told you this the other day, but like <laughs> yeah, I can literally I close my say. eyes and see him walking into the band hall at 13. I was 12 because he came to my 13th birthday. I can see, like, he literally just had some, like, gym shorts and a freaking t-shirt on, long curly hair. Yeah, like, just a basic kid. Cute, Uh, cute. But, like, (laughs) and, like, I 
I don't know why I remember that moment so vividly. I don't know if that was the moment that my like little 12-year-old self said that, that he's the one, but I felt that moment, and I definitely it remember worked. it. And I don't remember a lot from that time period in my life because I moved around a lot and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that was like, I remember that moment. And then I definitely like did a little bit of the girl crushing stuff where I like went to all of your baseball games with, with uh, Darby and like, you know, did all that. Mm -hmm. And like, we became friends and I invited him to my like birthday party. He was the only guy at my birthday party. But I would say like that, that moment happened again and again. Like I kept trying to like convince myself that not because, oh, we're just better off as friends. Also, like I, I wanted, it was like so often I felt like you, you chose other people before me. And I know you feel the same about me. Well, so, also for some reason, other people would go talk to you about their feelings for me. So that doesn't yes, help. That, right? I know that was weird. I attracted that a lot. Um, I felt that happen that like I, that I then try to convince myself that I wasn't the one for you or maybe like in the sense of like, Oh no, I can't then now go to him even though he's telling me he likes me because he chose her over me you know, three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've tried before. <laughs> um, so like, so basically like, what you're telling me is it was love at first sight. No, but then... <laughs> it was like, love once I saw those gym shorts. No, but and, it was always like... And I moved around a lot, guys. It wasn't like we went to school together. Like, I met for, him... Yeah, not a long period of time. We went together. I went there for like two years. Then I moved. Then I didn't see him for like two years or a year and a, No, yeah, two years. And then we fucking ran into each other... That was another moment where I was Don't like... Don't go into this yet. This is oh, this is my shit. moment. This no. Is, this one's my moment. <laughs> That's your moment? You didn't know it then, did you? Yeah. I literally <laughs> looked right. at the questions and I was I chose this. Okay, you go ahead. So... <laughs> okay, so to start out with, I didn't grow up with any, like, religious leanings. I didn't grow up being, like, a spiritual person. I didn't grow up believing in, like any sort of, you know, divine underlying power that kind of makes things unfold in a real synchronistic way. In yeah, fact, I okay. probably didn't even learn that term until after I had run into you a few times. <laughs> and uh, I, every time I would have, a, whether it was a conversation with you or uh, just randomly running into you, which I'll get to in a second. I always had a weirdly deep feeling. Some like a feeling that I never really felt growing up or never really knew that there was an outlet for that, like in my body to feel. And so I just happened to be in New York visiting my cousin and she, she got us tickets to Wicked uh, the Broadway show, and I went there, and I, I wasn't, like, super big into theater or anything. She just wanted to go, and so I was like, okay. And so I went there, and I, out of nowhere, run into Michaela Byer. <laughs> you were stalking I, me. Just be honest. No. Yeah, that's definitely... I flew to New York. Like. I think we did have a conversation right before where, like, you out of the blue knew I was in New York, but yeah, like well, we you still were at the didn't dance know. School. And so I yeah, I was at. The I didn't dance know what school. part of New York. Like I don't. Yeah, I yeah. Know Where I was like, hey, I, I'm in New York. Just and my mom had gotten me you, hey. wicked tickets for my birthday, so like we were going, and we ended up going, and he was sitting literally like just a couple rows behind me. And I think he, like, texted me or something. I had like a tiny little flip phone at the time. Yeah, and then came out into the lobby. You were wearing your. Um, 
16 necklaces with two pairs of sunglasses yes. hanging off the board. <laughs> I remember. I was so colorful then. I remember that. That was the year that I like went to um, South Lake and I was I sold um, like flat, huge colorful flowered headbands uh-huh. to my student, like to my, to my students, to my <laughs> fellow classmates. But yeah. Yeah, but always I, with you throughout the entirety of our relationship, our friendship, and I, the time that I've known you, you've always brought up weird, synchronistic, like chance-like encounters and uh, like ideas. And I just like, oh, for I have me, one. like almost eerie. I have and, another one. Okay. Go okay. Ahead. Oh my God! This was another moment. So that was a moment for me as well. Another. And that's happened obsession. multiple times, yes. by the way. Like I ran into her in New York. Like that's not the only time that type of shit has happened we definitely had a lot of occasions where like you messaged me and had a dream and i literally had a similar dream or like we dreamt yeah anyway so i for my 13th birthday from Corey, had gotten a card that (laughs) i still have to this day but it had 20 dollars in it and on the twenty dollars, you wrote something. Oh, shit. I can't yeah. remember something. It was something raunchy, Probably like something go spend sar- this on something, very whatever. Sarcastic. Yeah, sarcastic. And I kept that up until I was like eighteen. So I had it for five years, mm-hmm. tucked away. Like I knew I loved you. And I remember I was talking to my friend Darby, who like knew she had like kind of you know like walked through everything because like. Her, she dated a guy in middle school that was, like, your best friend. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was, like, I had come back to to Lorena, like, where you went to school to, to graduate, I think. I think I was coming back to graduate. Yeah, I, I went there. I was senior year. Mm-hmm. And, anyway, that summer before, I was at Sonic with Darby, and I had a $20 bill that he gave me, and I pulled it out, and I was, like, before I start school here, like, I need to let him go. And I... <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled it out and I would like she ordered us a drink and I was like I'm gonna pay for it with this because it's time for me to let him go and literally as I said that Darby was like dude look up and he was at our window like you were in the car next to cause yeah. I don't know if you guys know Sonic has like multiple little drive up sections like stalls where you, yeah little stalls that you and he was in the stall next to us and he like had come up to the window and was like standing at the window and I had this $20 in my hand. I like hit it really quickly. <laughs> you still spin it though, didn't you? <laughs> Not that day. Not that day. I did though. An impulse. And I'm really upset that I did. And I hope it comes back to me like that one movie. But yeah, so that... Just I believe it. Little things like that, that like really just always... I mean, I am definitely one of those people that I wholeheartedly believe that things happen for a reason. And I think that I was just always trying to get you to see that. Like, hello, do you see this? Like, we are meant to be together. Yeah, why do you hide that $20 bill then? Why don't you tell me right <laughs> then what was up? <laughs> it took me a while, but yeah, that's hilarious. I feel like there was a lot of moments like that. Um... I have another moment I don't think I ever told you about. Oh, I wouldn't hear. Yeah. It's kind of weird, though. But it was... All right. How do you guys balance working on your own projects and taking care of Baby Moon? I feel like that's where me and my mister struggle the most. I have work I need to do, and he has his art and music projects he wants to work on, but somebody has to tend to the kids and the house. How do you... Do you guys naturally figure it out, or is there a system? Well, I feel like there's two parts to this. One is 
like what do you do to make sure that each other has the time and the energy to work on the projects portion and then there's the house yeah, and the I house feel like is... one of those two things is always going to be out of alignment yeah like for us it's the house it's and... just not a priority I mean like it's and it, we like the, the pretty much the house doesn't get done yeah. until we both across the tv screen and oh maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah of. and I yeah, was like what the fuck come on <laughs> <laughs> can't get away from this thing. I guess like whoever was talking at the time on the TV, whatever. Yeah, but it was just super, super weird. All right, next question. I love you. <laughs> love you too. Um, All right. How do you guys balance working on your own projects and taking care of Baby Moon? I feel like that's where me and my mister struggle the most. I have work I need to do, and he has his art and music projects he wants to work on, but somebody has to tend to the kids and the house. How do you, do you guys naturally figure it out or is there a system? Well, I feel like there's two parts to this. One is like, what do you do to make sure that each other has the time and the energy to work on the projects portion? And then there's the house. (laughs) And I feel like one of those two things is always going to be out of alignment. Yeah. Like for us, it's the house. It's just not a priority. I mean, like, it's, and it, we, like, the, the pretty much the house doesn't get done yeah. until we both, like, are at our end's wit. I mean, and we're by like, no means, like, slobs or anything. It's just a sense of, like, like, we are going to fill up all the surface area that we have allotted for the space <laughs> for of, dishes, like, by, yeah, by our dish, like, dishwasher <laughs> and stuff. Like, that's going to fill up, and we're not going to be able to put anything there before we, like, clean it. Because it's, so. yeah, I mean, I think that, like, there will come a time where maybe that needs to be our priority. And there, like, there are times where, like, we are like, okay, no, today we need to focus on the house. Nothing else is getting done. But, like, I think that we just kind of know where we're going and I think that when you know where you're going, it's just like a sacrifice you make. Like I you know think. what's most important in the moment when you know yeah. where you're headed. And right like now, for... the most important is Atlas getting full attention mm-hmm. and work getting done. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's exactly what the So you have to remind me that whenever I'm flipping shit about the house. <laughs> I mean, my goal is to eventually be able to hire someone because it's just like I would so much rather either be with my son or or like be with Atlas or be working like or be with you you know like I would just rather being present in something I enjoy or something I know I'm contributing to the world than doing fucking dishes man I hate it <laughs> and I know that it's like not fair but it, it is what it is I mean we definitely can can hire someone one day so if you're out there put your application in <laughs> oh my God. no but like I think when it comes to finding time for ourselves that took a lot of time I mean like oh, oh and, what and, I what I used to struggle with this a lot in a sense of like my own mental space and like making me feeling like I had the time to be able to work on the things that like I, I wanted I enjoyed but not only that like the things that I enjoyed doing I feel like there was so much that I didn't know about them and so like whenever I didn't either didn't have time or decided to do something else other than that it puts me in a weird mental space where I'm like at odds with what I know I should be doing or what I want to be doing. But for me, I feel like the thing that's helped the most is it's, it's shitty advice. <laughs> it, it, let me just preface it with that is waking up 
pre five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I can't like believe you're really doing that. I, I just had to like you yeah. have to find the space to make the time to do the things that, that you are priority. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, like and I think And that... for you, like you you have to be so present at for a a lot of the day because you you're so there for your community. But like you have to be so present during those like peak hours during the day of whenever everyone's gonna be available that it it just makes more sense for me to work around that as opposed to like any any other alternative and so for me that was okay just stop being a bitch get up early dude i'm not a morning person You're at not. all i, I hated the mornings and, like i'm the type of person and that, it's not like he's been doing this for a couple of days like you've been going ham with this for like two months over two months now yeah and yeah so i mean i'm not a morning person in any <laughs> sense i'm the type of person that like when my alarm i've set seven alarms in the morning and they will go off and I will turn them off without knowing it and sleep. Like, I'll, like, yeah. That's, <laughs> you got it. You guys got it. <laughs> I just don't like the mornings, but now I do. Like, yeah, it, you're really good. If you do it for, if you do something for a week, then you're going to get used to it. If you do it for a month, then it's going to become a habit. So now I'll, I'll wake up by myself in the morning. Yeah, but before that, we struggled yeah, hard. Was... And I think that, like, definitely we went through times where we were, like, resenting each other because we both wanted to be doing other things. Mm-hmm. Also, I think another thing that was really important is, like, you need me to tell you what I have going on. Yeah. Not, like, the details of everything, but, like, I needed to have, like, I make a full-on schedule on Moon Babe Essentials now. Every week, everybody knows what's going on, and, like, he knows. I have a Zoom call at this time, and, like, he does not like when I'm like, hey, right now, I forgot about this thing. I'm going to be busy for two hours, or, like, whatever. Like, you're yeah. pretty good about well, it. Well, I understand you... whenever you're, like, you forgot. It's whenever you come to me and you're like, hey, this is happening, and I need to do it, so can you figure something out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, I feel like you also have been get better about, like, accepting those times that and like because we're both working on it so I feel like we're both better when it the other thing happens a little bit less frequently yeah. you know what I mean um but yeah I think that like and also just like balancing you know atlas and all of that like that's you know it's just it's not balanced that's I don't think we're very balanced and I think we just make it work because we know where we're going and like you know I, I definitely struggle with like especially now with everything where we can't really leave. Like, you know, he's constantly going on drives with Atlas or going on long walks with him so that I oh, can Oh, dude, have, the like, wagon has the become... Little, yeah, the little wagon. Like, getting friend. them out of the house. But, like, a lot of the times I'm having to work with, like, them kind of being around and, like, Atlas still coming to me and pulling on me. And, I, you know, you just kind of try to find compassion and, like, be present where you can. I feel like I fail at it all the time and we all fail at it all the time. But, like, you know, I don't think it's bad. I don't think we're, we've found balance i think it's just we're finding balance like it's because we're also still we're we're also finding balance but we're fucking walking across that tightrope exactly we may have to be hanging on from underneath and like one side to the other monkey crawling that shit across it but like side yes we're not gonna fall (laughs) yes that's true i definitely feel that i feel like we are yeah we kind of just lean from one side to the other and we just make it work and i think that um yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're doing a pretty good job. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, our house is a shit show. 
That's like, but that also like we it's been all been better have, and it's been worse. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we have a child that's just learned how to walk, and you know, if you've got multiple kids out there and stuff, like he's let it go new, for a little bit. He's okay. At a, his reach has achieved a new elevation, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing is off limits. Tops well, of tables. I think when it comes to the balance with the uh, the house too, it's like I also like we also work better when we have less of a mess. So it's like, or like when we have a clean, organized area, whatever, like. Dude, I feel like your brain is less cluttered when the house yeah. is less cluttered. So like, we, there's a I direct think, correlation. Yeah, so we kind you. of like get to that point where it's like, okay, it's time to declutter. And we, we literally will like, we both are on board with this. We both love like moving furniture around, getting the energy moving in the house again whenever we're feeling stagnant, like just kind of like refreshing the place. Creating a new environment. Like. Yeah, like really refreshing it. I think Atlas enjoys it and like I think that's super important too, but... Yeah, when it comes to finding time, like, you just, work is a priority. Like, him getting up and being able to make music, like, that's a priority, so he just figured it out. I want to talk a little bit about, like, you being home now, because I feel like that's probably a question that I skipped over, but, like, I feel like the reason, I mean, talk about why, because we, so you guys know a little bit of context. I started building Young Living right before we had Atlas, and then whenever we had Atlas, we were in the hospital. If you guys listened to the podcast before, you know that, but, like, we were in the hospital for a long time. Corey had to take off work, and our check was just enough to, like, cover the bills that we had then. We have more Dude, we now, wouldn't but... have been able to do it if it wasn't for um, your sister's starting the, oh, the GoFundMe. GoFundMe oh, yeah, that, that was... That was insane. Yeah, it was, like, like yeah. But talk about, like, because I know for a long time we talked about, like, you staying home. And you did stay home for a while, like, six months, right? Yeah. And then, like, going back to work, like, the process of that. Because I feel like it's important. Because I feel like a lot of people assume that you just, like, were, like, all on board. I mean, you were always on board with the business. Like, that you were always, like, oh, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to just sacrifice for that. You know, like, what the process of that? Um... Yeah, so I think it was a combination of me not managing my time well enough to where I could do the things that I was passionate about, and then a job opportunity arising uh, with something that I was most passionate about and I've been doing my entire life, which was working with children. And so it was kind of like a a twofold type of deal where I was like, okay, well, I'm clearly not doing well at managing my own time so like maybe if I make this commitment and which I did and I put like all my energy into it and it was like I enjoyed it so much it was such an amazing experience mm-hmm. um that makes sense to me like you have to create the time for like you have to like outside of yourself you mm-hmm. in that at that point in your life like you needed something outside of yourself that force you to show up into your passions I yeah and, and you know my mind works that way anyways like I had to have reasons for like it for what I'm doing yeah and so like if I get into a space where I'm not able to like come up with any reasons then I, I feel like it's like I get a weird energy um <laughs> but with that being said I, I grew up with both of my parents having consistent full-time jobs they worked at one place my entire life yeah Um, yeah and so that's all I knew also it was like you know neither of them necessarily liked their job but it was 
always a conversation of like, you know, this is what is providing for us to be able to live the way that we do. And I enjoyed the way that we live. Like there was nothing wrong with it. And, um, so like, I always had that in my mind that like, yeah, in order to like, like have a good life, then you, you need to find something consistent that can provide the things that need to be provided for, for you to like actively go out and explore Mm -hmm. other things. And so for me, that's, that looked like a nine to five job. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it just looked like having a career. And so <laughs> that was the path that I was always on. Like, I went to college. You know, I got my degree in environmental science. I was planning on, you know, doing research. And I got a job opportunity at the zoo up in San Antonio. And that's where I, you know, finally realized that I was like, okay, like, working with kids is... I've been doing it since I was 15 and never put together that I could like combine the two things. Education and yeah. and, and nature and yeah. Yeah. And so like I helped direct their education program. So that was like kind of the trajectory that I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely really weird for me <laughs> to be home. And it's, it's tough because like, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of, uh, couples, have the exact same problem where it's like so many yeah where it's like right now you are the one that's like making all the income for the household of course we've had like like a few lucky things in which like you have just brought in money just brought in like more money than i ever have in yeah like the last few months for some reason um but yeah it's not for some reason because you trusted (laughs) Yeah, it, it, but it's it's just a weird shift for me, and I'm sure people in in my position like I struggle with feeling like I'm not being able to assist in providing the means for us to maintain. Like how I was talking about earlier, like you got to find a career, you got to find a job, yeah. so that you can have that cons- base consistency, and then you can springboard off of that into something else that you want to do. Yeah. So I feel like I'm finally starting to realize that it's. It's not about what you can provide from a financial sense. Yeah. It's about what your partner needs. Like, I know... Not necessarily that, what your partner needs, but, like, looking at the grand scheme of, like, the family of, like... Yeah, like, what's what, gonna your, what your family more. needs. What, yeah. what is going to have the best trajectory? And so... Make me wet right now. <laughs> uh, let's, uh... We should stop here. Just kidding. What are you saying? No, but, like, I know that, and it's been insane the last couple months that, like I said earlier, like, if you have the time to be able to do something, that's going to help you out so much more than me bringing home another another check. Right. And where, you just have to know what, like, what is needed at the time. Like, right now, you have so much energy behind you. And for me to like try to go get a nine to five job just because it would make me feel more secure about providing security is it it just doesn't make sense because like we're just in a time in which like like I said like you have the energy behind you like you know like what you're doing right now you have this plan like you have this grandiose idea and you're also in a space in which you know how you want to get there and yeah. so to I think not give you as much time as possible to figure that out. Is... I, yeah, I think that that was what I would look at as an observer point of view is like, you've known me as someone who literally has a new idea, a new dream, a new something like 
every day. Yeah. New idea. Yeah. So no I think, correlation between the ideas. Yeah. Like passion, a new thing I'm into, like a new belief system, like all of it. Like I feel like I've changed a lot. So I feel like for you too, it was about like really like the security of knowing that, okay, if she shifts on me or if she, you know, decides she doesn't want to do this tomorrow, like I think you really needed time to see that this was real and that mm-hmm. I wasn't stopping and that I was going there. And like I think that was always something that was really important to me to show you too was like, no, look, I'm gonna, I'm doing this. And you absolutely have. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I think that was really huge too. Like I get why a partner, you know, doesn't want to just like quit their job when someone's like, oh, I have this idea. I'm going to, you know, like I think, you know, there's different people. And I think for you, like you needed to be, like you needed to be shown that I was serious and like you needed to actually be able to see, okay, this is where you're going and this is how you're going to get there. This is my role. This is where I, like, this is the things I need to do. This is why it's better for me to, like, I think we actually had to, like, walk through that and break it down step by step as to, like, why was it better? How was it going to look? Like, all of that because I think before it was just kind of off the cuff. We just kind of decided maybe you'll stay home. And, like, I was like, oh, just stay home. We'll just figure it out. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll just trust, blah, and like I feel like. Well, and it got to the point where like it was either like I had to tell the job that I was working that either I'm gonna come back while Atlas is still doing these weekly checkups and like I wanted to be there yeah. for all of that the the entire journey, uh, or I could quit, and so yeah. I I decided to quit. Yeah, and I think too at that time we had a harder time figuring like you had a harder time figuring out like okay if I'm gonna be home like what is my role. Because at that point, it was like I was breastfeeding constantly. Like, you know, like it was just so hard. I felt like we were just kind of juggling. I feel like we just kind of found a flow a little bit yeah. more. I, I felt like I needed to. Because like at that point, like obviously the an infant's going to be like solely stuck on you. Yeah. And I and think so, too, like... And so like you were having to deal with... Like you were having to deal with that and make sure that everything was taken care of with Atlas. Make sure he had what he needed. But also like he was always looking for you. And so I was kind of just like left a little bit in like (laughs) no man's land trying to figure out like what role I needed to play. Yeah. I think too, the decision had to be yours. And I would give that advice to everyone. Like do not, and I've made this mistake for sure. Like you can come to them with it, you know, but don't be resentful if they choose not to, to, to embody that you can do it like I was doing it whenever you were at work I was growing a lot slower but I wasn't gonna stop I wasn't gonna make it about you I wasn't gonna blame you for you know I wasn't gonna just like quit and be like well it's your fault that I you know like and I think that's super important like you doing that and me continuing to show up and continuing to grow was another like thing that concreted it for you I feel like because you were like okay like nothing's gonna stop her she's just gonna keep going (laughs) And I think that whenever you came home, like, with the quarantine and everything, and, like, you definitely made that decision on your own. I don't think that I forced... I don't feel like I, you know, like, did a lot of... Manip- I didn't feel like I had to, like... Well, like, there have been so many, like, things leading up to it in which, like... Well, like, but- you're... Like, you're fucking kicking ass and taking names and like you're not stopping there's a crowd of like millions and you're just fucking mm. yeah what's your name mm. yeah i'm fucking mickey what's up and but for me the biggest thing was mickey. for me the biggest i'm sorry i'm fucking florence 
<laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Podcast. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Her name's Florence. But uh, for me, the biggest thing, like the biggest thing that caused me to shift was being able to be with Atlas for so much longer during that middle part of the day in which he has all that energy in which like his brain is working so hard like you see him learning all these new things you see him like really processing everything that you're saying to him and everything that he's looking at anything that he's touching like he's so intently focused Mm -hmm. on it and I just felt like I was missing out on so many opportunities to help nourish that growth for him and for me to be able to come home and like like we kind of set up the schedule in which like I have him for uh, that first portion of the day and I'm able yeah. to like really be present with him and see all of that unfolding. For me, it was like, and if I, this is a possibility, why the fuck would I not want to? Well, and it's your passion. Like he's getting to that point now where you are being able to like teach him things and like, I feel like you're being able to embody your passion more. Like, mm-hmm. and as he gets older, I feel like, and I love that it's you. Like, I feel like, Hiring someone or some, like with just our family, we did that. But like with our family dynamic, it's just better. I feel like whenever you're with him, a part of me is with him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a, like I feel completely safe. I know he's safe. I know he's gonna be like raised, you know, in our love. And I know that you're carrying my love to him. And I feel like there's a separation when it's somebody who doesn't really understand you, doesn't really understand, like, you know what I mean? like Or understand the situation and yeah. the role that you're needing. At, yeah. Like, right then. Like, I just feel like he's being fully loved and, like, taken care of. And I feel really good about honing in on what I'm doing. And I don't really feel like... I mean, of course, I have my... Like, I feel like I'm missing out some, but I don't really feel like I'm missing out because I really do feel like we're all playing our role and we're all in this together. And I, and I feel like we are really like under, even Atlas guys, I feel like he understands. I don't know why. Or he's understanding. He's the sweetest fucking kid. He's the sweetest. I feel bad for you sometimes because of the way that he's just able to chill and like hang out and (laughs) play with me without like without necessarily needing me yeah like i of course i'm like there with them like 100 percent of the time playing but like if i like turn my back or if i'm not like standing right next to him then he's chill like he's oh, like yeah. okay he like i know where you're at me. when i'm around if, he wants if me. mickey's around mickey like if mom's around then yeah. mom's got it like i've got to be the full attention need like, your boob. i need either your boob <laughs> i don't even really need it i need, it. I just to need be, it out to know i, I can have it at me. any point in yeah. time <laughs> i need i need it available okay <laughs> I know, oh my gosh. We'll be out in public and he'll just like go and try to pull it out. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like immediately when you walk into the room, like he starts crying, like, I need you now. Like, why aren't you touching me? Like, yeah, but I feel like he's getting better about that even. And like on days where like he feeds off my energy, I feel like. I really, really do. I think that on days I'm really stressed out when in work, he's more like that. Mm-hmm. It's like he feels like oh, something's wrong with her. Or, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I get... And then I get more stressed out because he's, like, on me and all the time. Yeah. Like, I, But if I really looked at it from a perspective, like, he's feeling me, my energy probably. But, like, on the day, like the day that we were just, like, crushing our goals with the all the people ranking up in, like, in Moon Babe Essentials, mm-hmm. that day that I was so excited and I was just, like, dancing. Like, he was so understanding that day i swear he's only one and a half guys but like i swear he understood what was happening he respected like my space he was excited he was dancing he was like you know and that's the goal the goal is to get to a point where i can operate in my business like that all the time but obviously we have 
you know, our days and I get super stressed out sometimes because I'm trying to work and he's pulling on me or whatever it is, you know. Um, and Corey's really good about like just kind of taking him out of my space whenever that's the case because I don't want that to be the case. Like I don't want, that's a huge thing for me because I grew up like that where, you know, like my mom was very business oriented and then there was times where I felt like neglected because she was always kind of in that mindset. And so for me, I definitely feel like I have that, that runs in my blood. I'm very like constantly thinking about what I can do next in my business. And I feel like I really don't want that connection with him where it's like I'm aggravated because I'm like trying to type something up and he's pulling at me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would rather just the separation of space. He's okay. He's taken care of. And then, like, when he sees me, that I am present with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's time for me to be present with him. I And I know, like, there's always going to be a little bit of the other. That's just, you know, like, that's how we operate in the family. That we just got to make it work. But, like, yeah, I think that's super important to me is, like, him also having my full attention and I feel like I could definitely work on that (laughs) yeah I I try to make it a point because of the situations you've been in the experiences you've had um like being so similar circumstantially to where like I feel like I know that that would break you for you to be annoyed but also be forced to make the decision of either like Keep working yeah. or mm. stop working and just do this and know it's going to make me more annoyed. But, like, I uh, feel like you would guilt yourself if you had to make that decision. So, like, I just try to make sure that, like, I'm... That is a shitty decision to make, yeah. That I'm in a space somewhere I can, like, always, like, take that decision off the table. <laughs> like, like just... let's go ride the wagon! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Should we stop it there? Mm-hmm. All right, guys, yeah. we have we have a lot Over more questions, hour. but I feel like we should come back to it. Yeah, we can do a part two if yeah. they want it. Will you do a part two with me? How if, was that for you? If they want it. How was that for you? I feel pretty chill. I <laughs> haven't even finished my uh, uh, kombucha and whiskey. So. <laughs> Last night, guys, I tried to get him to do it on the whim, and he was like, yeah, no, he needs time. I feel like we need to have a conversation last night. Before we have yeah. a conversation, that's recorded. That's true. Yeah. No, I think that, like, yeah, I think that's true. I feel like that was, I don't know. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. I think you're fucking awesome. I think you're fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> All of you guys, go leave oh, wait, a five-star. No, 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 wait, no, wait. I have to ask you the three questions. What? Okay. What is your... Oh, fuck. I didn't think about these. <laughs> that's okay. This no. is good. This is good practice. Um, what is your stop, drop, and jam right now? My stop, drop, and jam. Okay. I could be uh, super egotistical and say something by Cosmic Contract. But I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we do talked that. about us doing Cosmic Contract. Really. Right, I guess we we'll could, come back we to could that. save that for part Go two. Go check us out. Cosmic Contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So... A song that I've really been into right now is actually an instrumental uh, from a band that I had never heard of before. One of my buddies actually sent this to me. It's called So Fresh by Cosp. Yeah, you've been playing that a lot. I like that. Yeah. It's really good. Okay, um, next question. What is a strategy for sanity that you would um, tell someone to do on the daily or something someone could do to help them stay sane? Um... Uh, I don't know as far as 
daily. Uh, for me, what I feel like is best for me to make sure that I'm going to start out my day in the best possible mental space is getting up, drinking water, and eating food. Like, if you nourish yourself in the morning, then you're yeah. nourishing your, like the rest of your day. Um, and it doesn't matter if, like, your morning is at 5 o'clock or if your morning is at 12 o'clock, but just making sure that, like, you give your body energy when you wake up so that, you know, you, you don't want, you don't want to wake up and immediately get on your phone that's not charged from the night before. Yeah, dude, my just day so that so you can sucks. plug it in and pause your entire day so that you can recharge. Yeah, that um, day, like, that my day always ends up being so shitty whenever I just grab my phone right away and I do that a lot and I need to be better about it. Um, okay, so last one is if somebody was like just in like deep overwhelm and they like didn't know what their next step was or maybe just like speak into somebody who's kind of like looking at our situation or looking at a situation similar, looking at a relationship and like trying to decide what that next step is for them in the sense of like, I don't know, like breaking down like your old beliefs. I think that like uh, like good advice for like just going about your life is if if you need help, ask for it, and if you don't need help, then provide assistance. Um, so I like that. Like we where both you can remember that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I'm a hundred percent like. No, I think that's down, both, but... like, both of those things. Like, I need to ask for help when I need it, and you need to provide assistance when you don't know what... You know, like, when you don't need the help with... <laughs> <laughs> like, we both can work on that. All right. I love you. Thank love you. you. And Thanks for having me on. We'll if you back. haven't, If you haven't yet, go leave a five-star review. Everyone Yay! knows this shit is fucking fire, and... Don't forget to leave a comment because that's where the sauce is at. (laughs) He edits my podcast. Guys, just so you know, he is the one who made my intro and outro. He edits all my podcasts. You really do play such a big role in everything that I do, and I love you so much. I just try to support. Peace. Peace.